So, this is the self-development with tactics. Book. So, this one's gonna be about meditation, you know, because it's a topic that's really interesting to me. And in the past few uh, months, I would say, and maybe even year, I haven't been able to talk about it as much as I would like to have, just because I didn't have all the information and I didn't have all the knowledge for doing that. And I've been reading a little bit over the past week, so last week, and therefore uh, we're going to talk about that, you know. So, see you after the intro. And the lighting, by the way, is pretty cool, I have to say. Like, at least in my point of view, like, I don't know, I've actually closed, not the windows, but just, I don't know what it is called. So, I don't know, it's just really cool lights. And I don't even know why I'm just right on one side, because it's closed, as I said, and whatnot. But yeah, with that being said, hello, welcome back to the next episode of the Self-Development with Tactics podcast. And I'm really pumped for this because I uh, I initially actually wanted to talk about meditation and then I thought like, well, maybe I should just go through another article, you know, article on finances and whatnot. But then I decided like, no, meditation is something really important and probably also something that a lot of people are interested in. But something that I do have to point out is that if you do not have the time for going through this 30 minute and even 40 minute video, please consider going down in the description and checking out the podcast because this exact episode is actually also available as a podcast, which means audio only version, which means that you can just listen to it, which is something that's like pretty cool at my point of view, because you can consume this episode in a way more efficient way, because you're able to do something simultaneously, like cooking, like eating, like whatever, running maybe, for example. Uh, so it's pretty cool, you know, if you're not having as much time as, as other people or if you're just not having so much time left in your day but you still want to know about meditation in depth. But yeah, um, I think I'll just go ahead with the article because I found um, the problem with meditation all the uh, research and whatnot is most often that it is just really, really, really long articles and uh, something that not a lot of people would actually go through unless you're actually interested in but I'm also going to talk about these things, um, especially those that I've been reading about on the Wikipedia page. You know, if you type in research meditation, then the first one's going to be, I think it's the first one, it's going to be a Wikipedia page with all the research and all the things about meditation and whatnot. It's pretty interesting. Uh, I've gone through, I think, two thirds of it or something. So not the entire one, but I still know something. But yeah, as you can see on the left side, um, this is an article by the National Center for Complementary and Integrative Health, or Integrative Health, and yeah, we're gonna read. So there are some bullet points like uh, what's the bottom line, what is meditation, and whatnot. I'm gonna skip just reading them because I guess it's it's unnecessary. So what's the bottom line? How much do we know about meditation? Many studies, many studies have been conducted to look at how meditation may be helpful for a variety of conditions such as high blood pressure, certain psychological disorders, and pain. A number of studies also have also have helped researchers learn how meditation might work and how it affects the brain. Uh, so what do we know about the effectiveness of meditation? Some research suggests that practicing meditation may reduce blood pressure, symptoms of irritable bowel syndrome, anxiety and depression, and insomnia. Evidence about its effectiveness for pain and, uh, and as a smoking cessation treatment is uncertain. 
And what do we know about the safety of meditation? Meditation is generally considered to be safe for healthy people. However, people with physical limitations may not be able to participate in certain meditative practices involving movement. Of course, of course not. But I guess um, it is actually something that I've never been thinking about. You know, I've never been thinking about the fact if meditation is actually healthy or not healthy and or safe, which is, I think, a more important question, safe for everybody. Because as I'm just thinking about about it, um, I don't know, like there are forms of meditation, like there are a lot of different forms. Most often the studies um, are talking about or are writing about mindfulness, which somehow seems to be the most prominent one or the most popular one as well, which uh, is definitely the case, I guess, you know, when you're typing in meditation, the first few apps you're going to see, which you're going to see some apps. They're going to be about mindfulness and how to, be, how to be mindful and whatnot. But there are also some different kinds which involve, for example, breathing techniques. And, uh, for example, the Wim Hof method, which I've been talking about, like, last week. It should have been aired, the episode, and or published. And it is basically involving some 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 breathing techniques and those breathing techniques might not be good for everyone you know just because you're in the end somehow hyperventilating which might not be good for people that are having issues with their heart because it's probably gonna um, rush your heart rate and whatnot so i don't know please consider this please consider anything um that might hurt you but yeah um, so this actually, as you can see now on the site, it is actually not a really long article. Still, I'm also going to talk about those things that I've read in the other things. So yeah, um, if you want to check out this article on your own, so if, I don't know, for some reasons you want to just read it on your own, the link is going to be down in the description and or in the show notes if you're on the podcast. So what is Meditation. Meditation is a mind and body practice that has a long history of use for increasing calmness and physical relaxation, improving psychological balance, coping with illness and enhancing overall health and well-being. Mind and body practices focus on the interactions among the brain, mind, body and behavior. A new report based on data from the 2017 National Health Interview Survey, NHIS, found that US adults use of meditation in the past 12 months tripled between 2012 and 2017 from 4.1% uh, to 14.2%. Uh, the use of meditation by US children aged 4 to 17 years also increased significantly from 0.6% in 2012 to 5.4% in 2017. There are many types of meditation, but most have four elements in common. A quiet location, with uh, a few distractions as possible, with as few distractions as possible, a specific comfortable posture, sitting, lying down, walking or in other positions, a focus of, focus of attention, especially chosen word or set of words, an object or the sensation of the breath, and an open attitude, letting distractions come and go naturally without judging them, you know, without also forcing, I have to say, because most often something that I've seen, especially in the days where I have been doing two types of meditation, so the Wim Hof method and my normal kind of mindfulness meditation type of thing, I have, um, I uh, when I'm doing both types of meditation, then most often I feel like, okay, because the Wim Hof method was always the first one, you know, because I've, I was always been doing this before I... Uh, I went into my cold shower because this is actually kind of the technique and or the strategy 
and uh, afterwards, before I actually go to bed and or to sleep, I always meditate, you know, which is something that I've been doing for a year or something, maybe even a little bit more, I don't actually know, and I should actually write that down. So if you're starting meditation or to meditate right now, please write down the date when you've started, because I get, uh, you know, you're probably gonna forget about it, and it is something pretty cool to know, okay, I started to meditate at this point of time, and uh, at this point of time I started working out and whatnot, so it's just something really cool for you to just uh, track and just know and whatnot. But um, I most often seen that the second meditation wasn't nearly as good as I uh, used to have it. You know, it was really like bad, to be honest. I wasn't able to get into my state. And uh, then during the meditation, I actually tried to force myself to get into the state, into this amazing state of, um, I always say it's like being in your brain and just being in your brain. And uh, I don't know actually how to, to um, describe it, but most often I've seen that I wasn't able uh, to, to get into the state, you know, at least not as easy as, uh, as used to or as I was used to get into it. But yeah, um, what the science says about the effectiveness of meditation. Many studies have investigated meditation for different conditions and there's evidence that it may reduce blood pressure as well as symptoms of irritable bowel syndrome and flare-ups in people who have had ulcerative colitis or ulcerative colitis. I guess. It may ease symptoms of anxiety and depression, may help people with insomnia. Read more about medita meditation for these conditions. So pain. Oh. Um, research about meditation's ability to reduce pain has produced mixed results. However, in some studies, uh, scientists suggest that meditation activates certain areas of the brain in response to pain. Probably. It's probably doing that. A small 2016 study found that in part by the National Center for Complementary and Integrative Health, so the site we are on right now, which is also the NCCIH, found that mindfulness meditation does help to control pain and, does use, and doesn't use the brain's naturally occurring opiates to do so. This suggests that combining mindfulness with pain medi medications and other approaches that rely on the brain's opioid activity may be particularly effective for reducing pain. Uh, in another 2016, Study, adults aged 20 to 70 who had chronic low back pain received either mindfulness-based stress reduction uh, and or cognitive behavioral therapy, so MBSR or CBT, uh, or usual care. The uh, MBSR and CBT participants had a similar level of improvement and it was greater than those who got usual care. The fuck? Which is amazing, which is really amazing. So uh, if you're having some issues, you know, with, I don't know, your back or something else, please consider those alternatives. Like, I do just have to say that, I don't know, those usual care and usual treatments are not always the best ones, you know. Sometimes they are. I really do not want to kind of be like, you know, you just really have to do this and whatnot. But um, they're really good. Like, meditation is pretty good. And cognitive behavioral therapy, which is something that I've been, uh, been, 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 been hearing about, listening to, whatnot. Uh, also, just Seth Godin has, I think, two sessions in something, and he said, like, after two or three sessions, I guess it was, uh, he was somehow healed and okay and fine again. So it's something pretty, pretty powerful. And as, if I remember correctly, it is about... Um, cognitive behavioral therapy. It is 
well, if I'm just reading about it, or if I'm just uh, just listening, uh, not listening, but reading this word, it is just about like how your brain works and how you talk about yourself and all those things. But it's not really. I gotta have to make an episode about that as well. Um, Uh, the researchers found that participants in the MBSR and CBD groups had great improvement in functional limitation and back pain at 26 and 52 weeks compared with those who had usual care. And uh, there is no significant differences in outcomes between MBSR and CBD. But yeah, so this is it with pain or for pain. Uh, the next one would be high blood pressure. Uh, then irritable bowel syndrome, which is something that I do not know. Then ulcerative colitis then anxiety, depression, insomnia, smoking conditions, and other conditions. Um, I don't know. Blood pressure might be interesting. Um, but uh, so it could help with blood pressure. You know, it is, it's a little bit more in depth, but I do want to actually focus on something that is, might be more important. But yeah, you know what? I'm going to read this one. Results of a 2009... Nine. The end. Uh, NCCIH-funded trial involving 298 university students suggested practicing transcendental meditation may lower the blood uh, pressure of people at increased risk of developing high blood pressure. Uh, a good question might be what this is. So transcendental meditation. A technique for detaching oneself from anxiety and promoting harmony and self-relaxation. Um, by meditation, repeating of a mantra and or yogic practices promulgated by an internal organization founded by the Indian guru uh, Mararisha Mahesh Yogi, something. So it's uh, going to be about mantras and repeating certain things and whatnot. So this is definitely a kind of meditation, you know. Um, probably as I'm just thinking about it, besides mindfulness, which is definitely the most just popular one, also a pretty popular one. Um, the findings also suggest that practicing meditation can help with psychological dis distress, anxiety, depression, and whatever. So this is actually something that uh, is going to come next. The problem is, I don't know what irritable bowel syndrome is. Um, let's look it up as well. You know, let's see. Let's see what it is. Uh, a widespread condition involving recurrent abdominal pain and diarrhea or constipation often associated with stress, depression, anxiety, or previous in, uh, intestinal infection. Then we are having ulcerative uh, colitis, which is something that I also do not know, therefore I'm also going to look it up so that we both know. Uh, ulcerative colitis is a long-term condition that results in inflammation and uh, ulcers, of the colon and rectum. The primary symptoms of active disease are abdominal pain and diarrhea mixed with blood. Okay, weight loss, fever, and uh, anemia may also cure. But this is, a, I've seen something really interesting there, so I'm gonna read this one. In a 2014 pilot study, 55 adults with ulcerative colitis in remission were divided into two groups. For eight weeks, one group learned and practiced mindfulness-based stress reduction, which is MPSR, while the other group practiced a placebo procedure. Six and 12 months later, there were, there were no significant difference between the two groups in the course of the disease, markers of inflammation or any psychological measure except perceived stress during flare-ups. 
The, research, uh, the researchers concluded that MBSR might help people in remission from moderate to uh, moderate to moderately severe disease and may be uh, reduce rates of flare up from stress. And then something which is really important, which is anxiety, then smoking and other conditions. Uh, yeah, I'm going to talk about anxiety because this is something that I know it is helping. Therefore, I'm also going to read it. A 2014 literature review of 47 trials in 3,515 participants suggest that mindfulness meditation programs show moderate evidence of improving anxiety and depression. But the researchers found no evidence but that meditation changed health-related behaviors affected by stress, such as substance abuse and sleep. A 2012 review of 36 trials found that 25 of them uh, of them reported better outcomes for symptoms of anxiety in the meditation groups compared to control groups. In a small NCCIH-founded study, 45, uh, 54 sorry, adults with chronic insomnia learned mindfulness-based stress reduction, a form uh, specially adapted to deal with insomnia for uh, or a self-monitoring program. Both meditation-based programs aided sleep with MBTI, blah, 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 blah. But yeah, something that's also very important is meditation and the brain. So how it actually is, I guess, um, working with the brain and whatnot, what it does and those things. Some research suggests that meditation may physically change the brain and body and could potentially help to improve many health problems and promote health behaviors. Uh, this is something that I've also been reading about and to be or go a little bit into depth, it is about... I think it was about the uh, the prefrontal cortex to one degree, but definitely um, it was also about the areas in your brain that are just uh, there for anxiety, feeling bad, negativity, and all those things. And it seems to be the case, so it may be the thing that those areas shrink because of meditation, you know, and the other areas that are for certain other things grow then because. I don't know, as I'm just thinking about it, I don't remember this part as, 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 as well if there's something growing, but I guess there is something growing because I don't know. If there's something declining, I don't think that it would actually be somehow good to some degree somehow as I think about it. But I don't know, but it definitely somehow does something to your brain or it seems to be the case that it does that. But there's actually a little button that is going to talk about it a little bit more. So in a 2012 study, researchers compared brain images from 15 adults, 50 adults uh, who meditate and 50 adults who don't meditate. Results suggest that people who practice meditation for many years have more folds in the outer layer of the brain. This process called uh, gurification, so it's G, Y, R, and identification, may increase the brain's ability to process information, which would be something really amazing. A 2013 review of these studies suggests that meditation may slow, stall, or even reverse change uh, that take place in the brain due to normal aging. Ah. Results from a 2012 NCCIH founder study suggest that meditation can affect activity and the amygdala, uh, a part of the brain involved in processing emotions. Yeah, this is actually what I've been talking about. And that different types of meditation can affect the amygdala differently even when the person is not meditating. Researchers about meditation's ability to reduce pain has pr produced mixed results. However, in some studies, scientists suggest that meditation activates certain areas of the brain in response to pain. 
it would at least make sense, you know. If you're able to somehow change the structure of your brain through meditation, it also makes sense that you're able to reduce, basically, you know, basically these uh, receptors or these areas that are uh, that are responsible for pain, you know. At least, you know, as we're just thinking about it, it would make sense or it would just be cool, I guess, as well. So what the science says about safety and side effects of meditation. Meditation is generally considered to be safe for healthy people. People with physical limitations may not be able to participate in certain meditative practices involving movement. People with physical health conditions should speak with their healthcare providers before starting a meditative practice and make their meditation instructor aware of their condition. There have been rare reports that meditation could cause or worsen symptoms in people with certain psychiatric problems like anxiety and depression. People with existing mental health conditions should speak with their healthcare providers before blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah, I gotta have to say that you probably should talk to somebody even though like it's, it's gonna be something that's not gonna be really easy to a lot of people because like meditation is still something like a lot of people do not really believe in it. A lot of people think even nowadays, you know, but it really got better. It really, really got better because a lot of more people are meditating up to this point. And it's, uh, it's, it's gone a really trendy thing, to be honest, as well, you know, especially mindfulness. It's, it's really gone something trendy, which is nothing bad, to be honest. You know, often it is nothing. Well, yeah, you know, there are certain trends that are definitely bad and they should definitely end and whatnot. But uh, in terms of meditation, I think it is actually something pretty nice, pretty, pretty amazing for um, especially those people that are having problems with anxiety and depression and all those things. I really guess that this could help. Um, am I seeing some, some things, some, uh, some, some upsides? I actually don't know. I couldn't tell. The thing is, I have been meditating for quite some time so that I can't even tell if it is doing something because this is now my normal state. You know, I don't know how I could feel when I'm doing something differently. Something that, uh, well, I think focus definitely can improve, you know, because you're focused on something very specifically by, um, and then actually kind of, the thing is, when I'm meditating, I'm normally listening to some podcast of from Seth Godin or by Seth Godin because I do think that his voice is really calming and also the topics that he's talking about are pretty nice, pretty fucking nice. Um, before I've been doing this, I've been using uh, Headspace, which is an app and or uh, and also a website. You can just also use it without the app, just on the website, which is something really cool if you're not having as much space on your phone. Like, yeah, if you're not having uh, a lot of space on your phone, but I've been using this, which is some guided meditation, which also really helped. But now I've, I'm just only sitting there and listening to Seth Godin talk about something while I'm getting in this particular state. Um, I've been often thinking about w whether it is actually a good idea to do that or if I'm actually kind of declining my ability to, uh, to meditate by just listening to some podcast and, and whatnot. But the thing is then I'm not concentrating on my on my breath, actually, but I'm concentrating on what Seth is talking about, you know? I'm just really, my whole focus is on uh, Seth then, somehow, which is then also the only thing that I somehow feel is there, you know? I do not really feel my own body then. I, I do not even want to say that it is just though. 
I don't want to say that it is like some sort of an out-of-body experience because it is definitely not. I'm not seeing myself. I'm not like just dreaming and whatnot. But I definitely feel that I'm just uh, concentrating on something really, really heavily and then not feeling anything else but this certain thing that I'm concentrating on, which is really amazing, which is a really, really interesting and great state, I have to say. But maybe uh, to maybe finish it up a little bit, um, like, yeah, there you can see, you know, the first one is the Wikipedia article, and then there is a Harvard article, and then there is the article that we went through just uh, before. But Science Daily is also a pretty cool site, and a site that I've also went on, uh, or, or been on. But yeah, um, as I'm just seeing there, uh, they also say, like, so if you're new to... If you're new to this practice or need some extra motivation to continue, MindWorks app is one of the best meditation resources out there. Uh, MindWorks offers a broad variety of mind talks and guided meditations by renowned instructors from around the world, as well as inspiring daily cup contemplations, fresh pertinent blogs, and much more. Get started with a 40-day instruction and enjoy the journey. Uh, just going to check this out because maybe I'm con... Oh, I see. You know, I'm on the MindWorks site um what if best meditation apps so maybe this could help you as well you know this could really help you as well um best meditation apps of 2019 by healthline i am not always the biggest fan of healthline even though they say like okay we are all evidence-based and whatnot and so forth and i don't always believe in it to be honest i don't know why i can't tell why but like yeah, the first one is the mindfulness app, which got a which has a five star rating on iPhone. It seems to be the case. Uh, meditation beginners and gurus alike will find lots of opinions options with the mindful app. A few day guided practice and introduction to mindfulness helps you get started. And timed guided or silent meditations from thirty to three to thirty minutes will suit your busy lifestyle. Then Headspace. Um, is the other one for free, free with optional in-app purchases, which is also the case for Headspace. Find calmness, wellness, and balance in your life with this app's guided meditation and mindfulness techniques for daytime use before bed. Try any of its 10 new sleep music tracks or 16 nature soundscapes. Something new. I haven't seen that. I haven't actually seen that. Then Calm. Um, the award-winning app has calming exercises, breathing techniques to help you relax, and even a calm kids section with meditations for kids between 3 and 17. The new sleep stories section features a great mix of voice talent. Uh, you may recognize actress Matthew McConaughey or Jeremy Flynn uh, to lull you to sleep. Uh, Budify, which costs something. So all the three, including calm, uh, have been free or were free. Then we have Budify or Budify. I guess it's from Buddha. Um, with more than 200 meditations, the Budify app teaches you how to reduce anxiety and stress, promote sleep, and manage difficult emotions or difficult emotions. Practice mindfulness exercises with categories suitable for everyone, for whatever you're doing, traveling, at work, waking up, eating, which is also the case for Headspace. You know, there are certain categories for walking even and all those things, which is uh, pretty cool. Then we have Sattva. Sattva uh, draws from Vedic principles of meditation and features meditations, uh, chants and mantras delivered by 
Sacred Scholars. Simple, authentic and deep meditations begin at 6 minutes in length and users can get goals to slowly extend their practice. You can also track your progress with the meditation journal and browse through collections and playlists designed to inspire your senses or sessions. But I don't know what Vedic principles is. Vedic means Veda, language of the Vedas, an early form of Sanskrit, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to look that up really quickly so that we know what it is all about, but nothing. Um, let's Google it because I kind of feel like that some, some person on um, the Technique Vendik Path Meditation. I do just want to have a really, really quick look on how and what it actually is. You know what it actually is because... It might be something pretty cool and it might also be chanting, listening to waves, sitting super still for long periods of time in uncomfortable positions, vegetarianism, throwing away all your things, a religion, a big time commitment. It is something pretty crazy. Okay, I'm, I'm just moving ahead with the apps. <laughs> right? Um, the next one is stop, stop, breathe and think. Meditation con uh, recommendations on this app are based on your emotions. Use the app to help identify how you're feeling and what not. It is also free. Inside timer, more meditations is practiced or inside timer that anywhere. More meditations practiced on inside timer than everywhere else. And the app has 10 or more free guided meditations added every day. Browse thousands of guided meditations to begin building a simple daily habit. Jump into discussions, groups and the community and so forth. And it has actually pretty good ratings. Then uh, we're having 10% happier. This app was designed for skeptics to help you keep going so new content added weekly keeps meditating from becoming a core or chore. Breathe, learn how to de-stress de and sleep better is also free than uh, Om Vena. So I'm, I'm also going to link down this article in the description so that you can check it out as well. Simple habits is also one. I'm not going to read everyone because it would just take way too much time. Meditation and Relaxation Pro, which is the last one, which is like for free even though it's a pro version. So I'm going through all of them, you know. Uh, the mindfulness app, Headspace, Calm, Budify, Setva, Stop, Breathe and Think, Inside Timer, 10% Happier, Breathe and uh, Omvena. And the last one is, no, it's not the last one, but Simple Habit, Meditation and Relaxation Pro, which was the last one. And uh, with the being said, it's also going to be the end of the episode. I guess I really do hope that, you have, that I was able to provide you some information, some things that uh, that you have been interested in, something that really helped you as well, because I'm uh, trying to help. This is what I'm doing. I'm trying to have fun while I'm doing what I'm doing here, because it is fun, because it is amazing what I'm able to do here. But yeah, um, I wish you the best health of happiness and also success, and I also hope that you're going to remind yourself on how you're going to be remembered, which basically means your legacy, because just like being nice and then being remembered as a nice person is a really cool thing. It really is cool. The problem there is that there are 7.7 fucking billion people on this fucking planet, which means that the chances of you being disliked and or being hated are really high, in theory, at least. You know, at least there's, there might be one people, at least one person, at least, that just does not like you. But yeah, three other questions that I hope you're going to ask yourself are, why are you here? What are you trying to change? And what is bothering you the most? These three questions are hopefully going to show you your purpose and maybe even some business ideas, you know, because who knows. 
And yeah, rate the podcast, rate the YouTube video if you've liked it. And if you loved it, then please just follow me uh, on, on other social media sites and subscribe to the podcast and the YouTube channel so that you do not miss out on any, any, any good, great episodes, information and value. I hopefully going to see you the next time. You know, I'm here. I'll see you.